0: We continue to discuss the LA Kings and goaltender Cal Peterson with someone who's played over 500 professional games in net. Former NHL goalie Mike McKenna from dailyfaceoff.com joins us to talk about the Kings' goaltending situation. That's next on Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, For the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. We're excited to be joined by a man that played 14 seasons of professional hockey in net, uh, in the ECHL, AHL, and NHL. He had time with the Lightning, Devils, Blue Jackets, Coyotes, Stars, Senators, and Flyers, and is now a contributor to DailyFaceOff.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike McKenna 56 He is Mike McKenna. Mike, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Hey, man. Great. Thanks
1: for the great intro. I always appreciate somebody doing their homework. Um, I also dress games for the Florida Panthers and Vancouver Canucks. Can you believe that? That's nine NHL teams for somebody that played less than 36. I played 35 games in the NHL, but I dress games for nine teams. So um, it could have
0: been just easier if you said perennial suitcase. That would have probably covered
1: all the ground we needed to do. But
0: thanks so much for having me, Eddie. uh, Thank you, and my apologies for missing out on a couple of teams there. Uh, I wanted to have you on because I know you recently wrote a very detailed article on DailyFaceoff.com about the Kings' issues involving goalie Cal Peterson. And having been a former goalie, obviously you have a great perspective on this. And I I definitely want to get into what you wrote. But I want to ask you first, if you recall when you found out that the Kings had signed Cal Peterson to a three-year, $15 million extension – did you have an opinion on, on that? Uh, and did you think that he had what it takes to be a, a number one goalie in the NHL? I was uh,
1: shocked by it. <laughs> I looked at that deal and I went, Whoa, uh, not just because it was a great deal for Cal. It really was going to set the benchmark across the NHL, you know, for goaltenders with not a lot of experience being paid relatively big time money. That was a that's a number one contract, mm-hmm. $5 million. That's a number one goaltender. And at that stage of the game, Cal hadn't proved it yet. You know, this was signed after, um, let's see, the 2021 season is when that was signed, I believe it was. Um, And so you're only looking at like 50 games worth of NHL experience when it kicked, when it started to go. And I might be a little bit off of my timing there, um, but I think it was a huge leap by the Kings. And now you're kind of seeing a regression in salary structure for similar type of deals. Even let's look to Pyotr Kochetkov, who just signed with the Carolina Hurricanes. He got a four-year deal at $2 million per. And I'll tell you what, if I'm Don Waddell and the GM of the Carolina Hurricanes, I'm thinking, man, even if Kochetkov's game falls off the map, I can handle that $2 million cap hit. But Cal at five mil, boy, they were hoping he'd take strides in the other direction of what we've seen lately. Um, and maybe he can reclaim that. But it's going to take some work, as we're going to discuss.
0: Well, I'm sure that uh, GM Rob Blake is going to get the blame if this doesn't work out because he obviously was the man who signed off on it. But I assume some blame also has to go to people like goalie coach Bill Ranford and maybe some of the other people in the front office who advised Rob Blake that Cal Peterson was eventually going to be the guy.
1: I think what's tough is looking at it and just thinking that this was ever going to be a value contract. That's the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around because if it was three times three million dollars, you could look at it and think, you know what, if Cal plays up to a $5 million standard by the end of it, maybe we're going to think this deal makes a lot of sense. But, you know, as I said before, starting goalie now costs you $5 million and he hadn't proven that yet. So um, ultimately, we don't know who's in the room when these decisions get made. And, you know, I Bill Ranford a guy that I've always looked up to. I think he's done a great job there and, and he's developed a ton of goaltenders. Um, And when it comes to contractual stuff, I hate to put something at his feet, but I would have to think he at least said, yes, this is a guy who can, And Cal Peterson, who can be a number one and we expect to be a number one from what we've seen over the past couple of years within Ontario and at the Kings at the NHL level.
0: So as we mentioned, you've played, uh, you've had plenty of time logging uh, time in net uh, at different professional levels. And you wrote, as I mentioned, a very detailed article on dailyfaceoff.com about Cal Peterson's issues uh, probably this season and, and last season as well. Um, so specifically, what are some of the issues you see him having and and what are some of the biggest things he needs to correct? Well, the first off, it
1: is confidence. I mean, he had none this season, it looked like, and it started to spiral downward as the season progressed. And you could see that every goal just looked like it. Phys- he just physically was painful with it. You know, he's staring at his feet, he's shaking his head. You could tell that he's searching. Um, but I think the root of it is really, His technical side right now isn't up to what we've seen from other goaltenders in their progression over the last three to four years. You know, Cal is even something as simple as his basic stance. His glove is very forward. It's like he's shaking hands with somebody rather than out to the side and filling space. And he presents very small in the net for somebody at 6'2 that is not small. His hands are in tight. His chest is a little bent over. He's pretty wide in his stance. That gives visual visual cues for shooters. They see a lot of net, and they're pretty good at picking that these days. So that's number one. I'd like to see him be able to just tweak his stance to present a bigger target and also have his glove even available quicker. When it's straight ahead of you, you have to move it to your side to be able to make a save. That's an extra step. Um, so that's just one simple thing. But for me, the largest uh, area of concern that I have with Cal is his ability to rotate, Right now, Cal Peterson plays very much like a bubble hockey goalie. And what I mean by that is if you've ever gone to an arcade or you've been at a, a youth ring somewhere and you got that bubble hockey game and you can move the goalie, the goalie only goes side to side laterally. Right. That right. goalie does not turn and go on a 45 degree angle to the posts. Um, it doesn't get square to shots. To me, that's Cal Peterson. He spent a huge amount of the time in this season and in the past not square to shots. And as shooters have started to figure out that's a weakness in this game, it's been targeted. If you move the puck laterally, get it off your blade short side. If it's going down to a bad angle, put the puck on net, as we saw against the Seattle Kraken, where I think the goal that Daniel Sprong scored down the wing was probably the, probably the straw that broke the camel's back for Cal in L.A. this year, you know, off his shoulder and up and over. So I'd like to see Cal be able to use this post as bumpers, as guidelines, as home base, Because right now he spends so much time in front of his posts that when he misses or when he slides, he ends up sliding out into the white ice and he abandons the net, he abandons the blue paint, and then he starts swimming and it just goes downhill from there. So if you want me to boil all that down, I think Cal needs to be more controlled. And I think that really comes from using the post as a guideline, playing within the posts and really dialing in on how to rotate towards them. That's really important to be able to stay square to shots. If he can do that, I think he can turn his game around fairly quickly. Um, But that takes a lot of work and practice, and then it's got to show up in games.
0: Well, obviously, when you sign a a goaltender to that kind of contract, and then ultimately you put him on waivers and send him to the AHL, it's a pretty drastic step. It gets a lot of people's attention. Um, Ultimately, do you feel like that move was the correct move to make? And are you optimistic or pessimistic that this is ultimately going to help him out? You know, I was surprised by the move just because it's an NHL goaltender being sent to the
1: American League and he's on a big contract. But given the way he's played, no, I'm not surprised. And I think this was a good move by the Kings because of the stage Peterson is at in his career. He's just over 100 games in the NHL. I mean, he should be at the point where he's taking these big steps forward. It hasn't been happening. He's still young enough at 28, which is, it seems old, but he's young in his NHL career, that by taking a step back and going to the American League, one, It should give him a chance to play meaningful games and win, which he has. He's 2-0 in the American League, and he's played great. He's only allowed three goals in those games, so it's a confidence boost. But it also takes the pressure off and gives you more time during the week to practice and work closely with goaltending coach that's in Ontario. Miller down there can hopefully grab Peterson and start to work on some of these technical details. So for where Peterson is in the stage of his career, I like this move. I think it'd be a lot different if we were talking about, let's say, Seattle, and they wanted to send Philip Grubauer down to the American League. That's a little bit different. Or even a Jack Campbell in Edmonton. You know, they've crossed that bridge. They've been number one goaltenders before. They need to stay there. Uh, But for Peterson, he's never been a number one. He's still learning how to grow into that role. So I liked the move. I wasn't surprised that he cleared waivers, uh, especially with that cap hit. And I think it was probably a pretty easy decision with Ontario practicing in El Segundo, just like the parent team. So he's under close supervision.
0: We're going to have much more with former NHL goalie Mike McKenna in a moment. I do want to remind you, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. This holiday season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On LA Kings listeners forty percent off a new security system. Simply Safe is easy and convenient to use. You can control your system from your smartphone app. Watch crystal clear HD security camera feeds. In an emergency, twenty four seven professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from. Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify threats so you can get higher priority police response. Simply Safe also uh, has advanced sensors in every room, window, and door to detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. Don't miss your chance to save 40% off any new system at simplysafecom locked on NHL. At slash locked on NHL, there is no safe like Simply Safe. More with Mike McKenna, former NHL goalie, and now doing good work for dailyfaceoff.com. And Mike, I've compared goalies to quarterbacks in football. doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. If he doesn't have time to throw the football, he's probably not going to have success. Uh, For a goaltender, obviously you have teammates in front of you. uh, And I know you specifically focus on goaltenders, but how much of the issues the Kings are having with their goalies can be linked to the team defense?
1: Well, I think it's definitely something that's there. And Todd McClellan has hinted at it before that the team hasn't been good enough defensively in front of their goaltenders. But I think when you really start to take into account advanced metrics, you start to see that this is a goalie problem in LA. And it's not as much on the defense as it is in other areas of the uh, the NHL. And so it's not just Peterson. I mean, it's quick as well. Both of these goaltenders play what I would consider Uh, a style of goaltending that three, four years ago, you might be able to get away with it. Ten years ago, it was fine. And nowadays, the way the game's played, they're so loose in their movements and without structure that it's really difficult to be consistent. And that's what you're seeing. You'll see a big game from Jonathan Quick every now and then because, man, when he's reading the play and he's feeling the flow, he's still one of the best out there. And Peterson's kind of that same way. They don't have the technical structure of a lot of goalies of today's game, right? If you look at Elias Sorokin or Elias or Igor Shosturkin or some of these top goalies, Cotter uh, Hellebuck, man, they're consistent in how they play. And I think that that's got to be the rubric and the archetype. And without it, these two guys haven't been able to carry the mail like you need. And I think it's the Achilles heel of the Kings right now because that D hasn't been the best in L.A., But again, the advanced metrics just suggest that these two goaltenders aren't getting it done, and that passes my eye test as well. I see too many goals where I just say, man, if he hadn't gone paddle down, he probably would have saved that. Or man, if he hit the post instead of going in front of it, he could have saved that as well. seems like it's happening once a game, maybe twice with the Kings goaltending.
0: I know something you mentioned in the article you wrote at dailyfaceoff.com about Cal Peterson was maybe suggesting he could do something about – it was midseason goalie school, is I think what you called it. Can you expand on what that is? Well, the,
1: I think you're actually seeing it right now. You know, it's a okay. chance to really dig in, and uh, and by taking it uh, the load off his shoulders by going to the American League, that's when you get a chance to work with your goalie coach down there, and and just. Take a bigger look at everything. It's without the microscope of the NHL. The NHL every night matters so much. You know, it all matters exactly the same. No game is more or less important, which makes them all essentially of critical importance, right? So, you know, I I think when you try to reinvent yourself midseason, it's difficult to do. And it's tough to do it at the NHL where you're trying to perform every night, to implement new things into what you're doing technically, to try to build your confidence back up. So that's part of the reason why I like the move to the American league to take a little pressure off, let Peterson look at his game and go over it. Um, but for mid-season goalie school, it's really pretty simple. I mean, it's retooling your game. It's looking at it and going, you know what? This isn't working. This isn't just a bad streak. This isn't just confidence. We got problems here, okay? And I think objectively, you have to look at it right now with an 868 in the NHL and just, and this is, a, he's five and three and two, Peterson is, Okay he makes a couple more of these saves that to me were pretty easy. And next suddenly you're looking at an eight and three goalie, you know, or an eight or nine, 10 ten oh and two goalie. And all of a sudden it's your number one. So um, I, I think that that's really critical is that you've got to be able to self evaluate and realize when it's not just a confidence thing. There are technical things that need to be improved on. And that's when you do the midseason goalie school. And um, it's pretty rare, but I've seen it happen with goalies. I've seen it happen with Aaron Dell a couple years in San Jose. It's a couple years ago in San Jose. And he improved his game midseason by essentially doing that same thing. He got stood down for about a week and a half, and he just honed in on the goalie side. He didn't even have to worry about playing games. He got a little bit of a brief re- uh, rest that way.
0: Well, obviously um, we were all keeping our fingers crossed as Kings fans, that this is going to have a positive result, but let's just for a second, consider that this doesn't work. What do the Kings do? uh, If if Cal Peterson can't find his game, considering the contract that he has, uh, uh, do they try and trade him? Do they buy him out? I mean, what, what are options if this thing doesn't work out? Well, I think they're stuck with this contract is what it comes down to. Um, I would say that
1: until the end of next year being the 23-24 season, they're going to have to try to make it work with Cal because Jonathan Quick doesn't have a contract after this year. The way he's performed, I mean, I don't know where it goes. If he's going to be a number two somewhere, maybe he can get by doing that, but he's a guy that needs to play a lot of games. So I don't know where he fits in the mix. Is he still in the Kings in their in their system here. I'm not sure the answer right now. And I think that Peterson's deal is so big that if you're going to buy it out, it would have to be for the last year of the contract. It'd be surprising if it was the last two seasons of it. Um, But if things don't improve, then, yeah, you've got to look towards it. And maybe if you're lucky, you can find a team like an Arizona, you know, or a a Montreal or just somebody that would be willing to eat that big of a deal. Um, But that's starting to become few and far between for goaltenders. You can flush away bigger forward contracts, goaltenders it hasn't proven as easy and that's why i think this deal is it's tricky man like it's it's going to be an albatross unless peterson manages to improve his play and and earn his
0: right to be in that king's crease we're focusing obviously on cal peterson but you've mentioned his name a couple of times i gotta ask you about jonathan quick and there's a obviously a relationship here between quick and peterson because jonathan quick is aging uh, you know, that we certainly were looking at Cal Peterson at the very least this year to help carry some of the load if Jonathan Quick was going to be the number one guy. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not important just for Cal Peterson in the future. But like I said, for this year, Jonathan Quick is aging and we need somebody to help him, right? He can't carry the load. I, I, he's going to turn 37 in January. So there's that perspective of, of it as well, that he needs to kind of help Jonathan Quick If Quick is going to be the number one guy, I mean, you know, if presumably if the team can stay in a position where they are, they need Jonathan Quick to be have something left in the tank once they get to the end of the season, right? Right now,
1: Quick's the guy, and he's going to play a lot. There's
0: no way around it. And that
1: is the reason why something drastic needed to happen with Peterson. You know, he needed to go and relieve pressure and gain confidence and retool so that he could provide those quality minutes either behind Quick or in tandem with him. Because who's to say, man, we're we're talking right now on December 6th, there is still over four months, almost five months of NHL hockey left in this season, and a lot of things can change. And it's short-sighted to think that either Quick or Peterson won't be injured at some point, given the way things go in the NHL these days. How few teams run with two goalies during a season? We're talking less than five a year, usually. So Peterson has got to improve upon that. I think Quick, honestly, he's kind of in the same boat here the problem is you're not going to waive Jonathan quick. You're not doing that to an absolute legend like him. Uh, that's no question going to finish cr- his career. In my eyes, I would have to think with the Kings, but I can't guarantee that at all. At the very least, you want to run through this season with him in your crease. He's earned the right to do that. Uh, but I do think he's he's at the stage now where I see so many bad habits that I have real question marks too. You know, I got to cover the first round of the playoffs last year between Edmonton and LA. And, you know, there were moments where quick, just didn't get it done there. And then there were moments where he did, he was phenomenal, but that's what you see now that consistency. Again, it all comes back to technical side without the technical side, the consistency isn't there in today's game.
0: Uh, So I do want to ask you about Jonathan quick. You mentioned it. He's in the final year of his contract. Um, It was a 10-year deal, and as you mentioned, this is the greatest goalie in in Kings history. Uh, And
1: can we just say that was a great deal? That was a great contract. It turned out to be. Very rarely does a goalie contract turn out to be phenomenal for the team. This was one that I think absolutely did for the Kings.
0: Now, I don't know if Jonathan Quick wants to do a Dustin Brown and play his whole career in L.A. and at the end of it walk away. He's indicated that he would like to continue playing. So how, how do you think the Kings handled this? After the season, I know that's a tough question to ask, but, uh, you know, if they want to bring him back on a short deal, do you think he would accept coming back on a one or two year deal? And if so, considering what you're paying Cal Peterson, what would he be looking to get? Quicks in that weird scenario where it's kind
1: of like Marty Brodeur with the New Jersey Devils, where I think behind closed doors, they're probably saying we absolutely have to turn the page and it's time for us to find new goaltending right? And that's what Peterson was supposed to be. This was supposed to be the graceful, graceful age out of Jonathan Quick. You get Peterson on the big deal and maybe on the back end because Quick's still playing well, we can bring him in on a team-friendly deal at the end to finish off. That could still happen. Um, you know, If Quick still plays number one minutes, what can you get him at next season? I don't know. A million bucks, two million bucks. What do you do for going rate right for what you think might be a number two or somebody that's on the back end of a deal? And um, but I think the Kings need to objectively look at this and think who are the best two goalies that we can get. And they have to look really hard in the mirror and say, are we willing to look at the greatest goaltender in Kings history who deserves statues and a retired number? Uh, and is to me, I mean, two Stanley cups, Conn Smythe, like Jonathan Quick's a hall of famer. Okay. Like maybe the greatest American goaltender of all time. And, what type of deference do you pay to him you know that's a really tough decision because quick deserves to finish his career as a king but he's also got to earn that right and and that's what's really tough if you're rob blake you know if quick finishes this year and suddenly his numbers are up to a 9 10 and they're winning games and everything you might be able to look in the mirror and say yep i think we can bring quickie in as a number two we've got to have a real number one we don't know what we're doing with peterson that's what makes it tough because that water's real murky. And if you're trying to trade for a number one goaltender in today's world, you're going to pay a lot and you don't necessarily know what you're getting. And there's also a transitionary period where that goalie has to get used to the other team that's in front of them. So um, bottom line, man, that this has turned into a bit of a problem for the Kings, which mm-hmm. I don't think it was expected several years ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. I don't know uh, how familiar you are, you are with the the Kings organization as far as goaltenders in their system Uh, Mm -hmm. but it seems like the general feeling is here and I know goaltenders take longer to develop you can't really predict this with certainty but it seems the feel here is that if this doesn't work out with Cal Peterson the Kings are probably going to have to go elsewhere to find their their next goalie of the future I don't know again I don't know if you know anything about the Kings goaltenders in their system Mm -hmm. but that seems to be the indication that that eventually here in the near future that the next Kings number one goalie will probably come from outside the system. Well, I think that's the logical conclusion um, because
1: realistically I've seen Matthew Villalta play. Um, I think he is a fine American league goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him play bad games in the A. I've seen him play good games in the A. I saw it in person when I was um, working for the Vegas Golden Knights organization and doing color commentary for the Henderson games. Uh, I will say that he's been really good this season so far, but the problem is now you're starting to look three, four years into a career where in the American league, he's been okay, you know, on, on some, on some pretty decent teams in Ontario as well. So can he really take another step? That's a question. I'm not familiar with the prospects that they have drafted. So that's completely out the window for me. And even then you can look at, that's going to be three years down the road anyway. So Phoenix Copley, he's a stopgap. He's a quality goaltender. He can play NHL games. He's won games. He spent a full year with the Washington Capitals before. He's more technically sound than Quick or Peterson. I'm not saying he's the answer, but I'm saying he'll probably be more consistent. Um, So, yeah, I think the long story short, if things don't turn around with Quick and Peterson, they're going to have to look outside the organization. And with the goalie market the way it is, it's really fickle. And you don't know what you're getting. Um, and, And that makes any general manager nervous, I'm
0: sure. He is Mike McKenna, former longtime professional goalie, now an analyst for dailyfaceoff.com. You can also see him co-host Daily Faceoff Live as well. Uh, Mike, great stuff. I really appreciate your time today. I know that the, our listeners and our viewers really are going to appreciate what you had to say about this situation. It's going to be really interesting this going forward. I'm sure you'll write more about it uh, as we go on, but thank you so much for your time, and I really appreciate uh, your thoughts on this situation.
1: Yeah, you're welcome, and uh, I'm happy to do it, and I mean, for Kings fans, I hope it turns around. You know, these are two quality guys here, Quick and Peterson. It's never uh, – the goalie union's never rooting against one another, but we also have to be objective in how we look at things. And so um, I hope it turns around for both of them. I hope the Kings keep winning because, man, they're an
0: underdog, and I love underdogs. That was my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, well, again, thank you so much. Best of luck, uh, you know, with what you're doing now at DailyFaceOff.com. I know you do a lot of uh, interesting articles about uh, matchups of the night and things like that with goaltenders and all that. So great stuff. Again, thank you so much for your insight. And uh, hopefully we can chat again sometime. Sounds good. Thanks, Eddie. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Take care. All right. That was Mike McKenna. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. That was great stuff. Again, we really appreciate his time. And uh, that was some, uh, some good stuff. And hopefully uh, we'll see some of the things that uh, Cal Peterson is doing in the AHL here. Uh, turn out to help him and ultimately help the LA Kings. Hey, before we say goodbye, I want to invite you to check out locked on sports today. It is a podcast. that talks about the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and they have the take of the day. It's available on odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. You got anything you guys want to talk about with me. You can always send me an email. It's locked on Eddie at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at locked on LA Kings, Instagram locked on LA Kings as well. Thanks for making locked on LA Kings. Your first listen Uh, and also thank you for watching and listening on the YouTube channel as well. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for watching, and we always close out the show by saying Go Kings Go!